0: Hey guys, and welcome to Evaness, the Disappearance Podcast. first-ever episode. My name is Rebecca, and today I'll start with one of the most interesting disappearances and unsolved mysteries of this day, the Lost Colony of Roanoke and the Mystery of Virginia Dare. So to start with some backstory, Roanoke, right off the coast of North Carolina, was the first English colony settled in the Americas in August of 1587. Around 115 settlers were there in total. The map maker of the colony, John White, was later declared governor, later had to sail back to England to get supplies. Fortunately, he was able to see his daughter, Eleonora, welcome her first child into the world, who would be named Virginia Dare. Unfortunately, in a tragic turn of events, this happened to be right when a major war between France and England broke out, and he was forced to remain in England. He was unable to return until 1590, where, upon his return, the colony was nowhere to be found. The only main remnant of the people he left was the word Croatoan carved into the tree. Sorry if you hear some noises, I have two cats. <laughs> That's kind of creepy, right? Well, it turns out it seems that Roanoke was doomed from the start. The original destination, for starters, was the Chesapeake Bay Area. However, under the navigation of Portuguese navigator, Simon Fernandez, they landed at Roanoke instead. After getting off the ship at Roanoke, Fernandez refused to let anyone reboard. It seems Fernandez's nickname of the swine was truly fitting, after all. So now a whole colony is now stuck at a different location from where they were supposed to be to begin with. This is a good time to mention that this colony was actually the second colony at Roanoke. There had been a previous set of colonists in 1585 who encountered difficulties in the area and were forced to return in 1586. Fifteen men, however, were left behind from this expedition, which to me is already pretty foreboding, but, you know. After being left at Roanoke by Fernandez, White and his men found abandoned structures and the bones of those men left behind. I don't know about you, but this sounds like something straight of a horror movie to me. Nearby Roanoke were a group of Algonquin Native Americans, and my apologies if I pronounced that wrong. I'm not particularly good with pronunciations. Things started out pretty well, though, and White made pretty good connections with the local chief, Chief Manteo. White managed to find out that 15 men left behind had been killed by the Sekoten, Akwaskogak, and Desmongaponk tribes, and my sincere apologies, because I know I butchered those pronunciations. Like most historical white guys, White went for revenge. Leading an early morning attack, White entered a -a Dazamonkpok village and killed one, and he wounded so many others in the process. But, as luck does not seem to be on any Roanoke colony side, White and his team had actually ended up attacking a group of friendly Native Americans. Understandably, this was the beginning of major tensions between the settlers and nearby Native tribes. So, fast forward ten days after this attack, and White had finally a little bit of good news to himself. His daughter had given birth to a granddaughter, who was most famous for being the first English child born on American soil. She was born in Virginia, which is where she got her name from. I can't imagine being Eleanor, her mother's position, though. Like, yeah, she went through childbirth and survived on a whole different continent, which is badass in and of itself. But she had also just gone through months on a boat, all while pregnant, with her first child. I honestly aspire to reach this level of badassery. I high-key do. That being said, nothing can go right for too long for this colony, it seems. Food began to run short, and White was begged to go back to England for provisions. This was because since the boats in England with supplies had no way of knowing Fernanda's random colonist dump in Roanoke, they would end up going to Chesapeake Bay, and they would never reach the colonists. Understandably, this gave a lot of anxiety to the colonists, who were concerned for the coming winter, which was rapidly approaching. So as soon as White's return to England began, more and more bad luck followed. that seemed to never leave the sky. The anchor on his ship wouldn't raise, and many men were injured in trying to raise it. Next up, a storm delayed White's departure, and last but not least, on the way to England, his men dropped like flies due to scurvy. Friendly reminded here to please take your vitamin C. All that just happened above was all before White ever even got to England. Upon arriving in England, White found out he had to stay due to the war between England and Spain. No boats were allowed to even leave the country. Later, he was able to get a hold of two boats unfit for military use, and as much as White tried, the boats could barely handle the Atlantic. Oh, and they got completely raided by French pirates who stole basically everything, so he didn't get really far. Finally, in 1590, White was finally able to return. What he found when he arrived back at Roanoke, though, it wasn't much better than what he found when he arrived the first time a few years prior no one was to be found and roanoke was once again a ghost town even more depressing the day he arrived was also the date of his granddaughter's third birthday ouch croatoan was found carved into a tree and part of the word cro was also found carved croatoan happened to be the name of a nearby island as well as a nearby tribe of native americans Because Roanoke wasn't the original landing place to begin with, though, before White's departure, moving had been discussed, but it was never agreed upon in all the colonists. What was agreed upon, though, is that in White's absence, if the group had to move, the name of where they moved would be carved into a tree, and if the decision was made by force and not a choice, a Maltese cross would also be added, but good news was there was no cross carved, so White never gave up hope that the colony moved and his daughter and granddaughter were still alive somewhere. There was a small search for the colonist, but due to harsh weather, it had to be abandoned. The surrounding area was checked out, as well as local islands. Three anchors had already been lost in the search, and there was no way to lose a fourth of that extreme risk. Heartbroken, White had to return to England and arrived back in Plymouth in late October of 1590. To this day, Roanoke remains a complete mystery, although there are some theories. So let's get into those, because we all know that's what you're really here for. Some think that the colony relocated to Croatoa, due to the name being carved, like, on a tree. (laughs) There were local natives on the island, so it's possible that they were absorbed into the colony now. Despite the more local tribes, the settlers actually had a pretty good relationship with the Croatoan tribe. And some evidence for this is that in 1696, Huguenots noted meeting Native Americans with blonde hair and blue eyes. Another notation of this was in 1709, where John Lawson noted that some members of the Karateauan tribe used to live on Roanoke and claimed white ancestry. There's nothing to actually prove these statements to this day, though, but that's all we have left to see if this is a possibility. Another theory is that they were absorbed in a far more tragic way. The people of Roanoke basically vanished overnight, so it's possible they were killed on their journey. William Strachey—oh, hello. Hello, kitties. (laughs) Sorry about that. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. My cats just jumped on my dresser and knocked everything off, but I'll deal with it later. (laughs) So back to what I was saying, they probably were basically absorbed as slaves. (laughs) William Strachey, famous for being the secretary of Jamestown, said that he saw Europeans living with a nearby Eno tribe and were being used as slaves. But once again, there's no like Hardcore evidence for this. And a major fault of this theory is that DNA tests have not been able to relocate any Roanoke descendants in any native tribes to this day. Another really big theory is that cannibalism happened. Local tribes could have cannibalized the group, or the group could have even cannibalized each other in a last ditch effort of survival. Of course, no bodies were ever found, so it is possible the bones were crushed up by local tribes as healing remedies. Um, once again, there's no evidence to support this, though. Frankly, I don't subscribe to this theory, but it is worth mentioning, and it is a possibility. One thing that is worth noting, though, is the Dare Stones. This was a series of stones that washed up, supposedly from the lost colonists at Roman Oak. Out of the near 50, nearly all were proved to be frauds, except the first one, which is thought to be legit. The stone read on the first side, Ananias Dare and Virginia went hence unto heaven, 1591, an Englishman Chew, John White Governor, Via. And on the second side of the stone, it said, Father, soon after you go for England, we came hither, only misery and war to year, above half-dead ere tow, year more from sickness, bind four and twenty, salvage with message of ship unto us, small space of time, the efreet of revenge ran, all away, we as believe it not you, soon after ye salvages, feigned spirits angry, sudden murther, I'll save saven, mine child, Aninus to slain with much misery, bury all near four miles east this river, upon small hill, names writ all there on rock, put this there also, salvage you this unto you, and hither we promise you to give great plenty presents. Signed, E.W.D. Which, unless you know older English well, I'm going to be honest, that's kind of hard to understand. The front side is basically saying that Eleonora's husband and daughter were dead, The backside of it says that the other colonists were killed by what Eleanor described as savages. Experts say that the first rock, unless it was chemically aged, looks pretty accurate, even with spelling and grammar of the time. Chemical aging was really hard to achieve in the 1930s when the stone was discovered, so it's likely the first stone was legit. The rest were all thought to be done with the drill press and were most likely forgeries. Most people today, however, think that not all stones are legit, and if they are, only the first one is. There are also some theories that the word Croatoid has to do with disappearances, with it being said that Edgar Allan Poe said it before death, and Amelia Earhart having the word Croatoid written in her note- notebook before disappearances, but I couldn't personally find any credible evidence to support this. So what do you guys think happened? Personally, I would love to have hope that the colony does relocate and merged elsewhere, but realistically their fates were likely much more grim. Comment on the Insta page at Evanes Podcast what you think happened, and I'll see you all here again next week with another disappearance. Sources for this episode are listed in the description.